Our text this evening will be from Genesis chapter 15, and we'll read verses 1 through 6, Genesis 15, 1 through 6. And after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham, Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward the heaven, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. This conversation here with God and Abraham, the, the vision that Abraham was having, God revealed himself to him in a, in a remarkable way. It took place, this conversation, a few years after God had instructed Abram to uh, leave his home and kindred to relocate to a place uh, that God would show him. And he was called Abram then. I realize I've already said Abraham maybe once or twice, and I um, ask you to bear with me on that. His name is Abram at, at this time. And we know that God had revealed his plans for Abram in uh, Genesis chapter 12, just a few chapters uh, back from where we just read. And Abraham, we learn, was obedient uh, to God's instructions. And as I looked at this and thought about, well, the Word of God first, and even some current events, I, I come to the conclusion how uh, the promises that uh, God gave to Abram, how they uh, affected the course of history. And I thought how Abram's faith and obedience were key uh, to God pouring out his blessing upon Abram's life. And I realized that, uh, and I know you have too, many of you, that that formula still works today. Uh, God's promises and our faith and our obedience uh, will bring God's blessing into our lives. We can look at chapter 12 and just see some of the uh, promises that were given to Abram. God promised Abram that he would be the father of a great nation and that Abram would be blessed and Abram would be a blessing to others. God also said that I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And we have history on our side when we say, yes, that's true. We've seen that to be true. 
God is faithful. And I think how when we look at the uh, small nation of Israel today, recently it was in the news, but often it is for uh, similar circumstances that they recently were in the news for. And we see how that Israel is surrounded by their enemies, yet they are thriving. And we see uh, God's faithfulness to his promises by witnessing that. In chapter 15, what we read there, the, the Lord begins his conversation with Abram, instructing him to not be afraid. And that he, God, is his shield and exceeding great reward. And Abram, uh, he responded by saying, we don't have a child yet. God's promise of a child to Abram and his wife, Sarah, gave them an expectation and a longing in their hearts. And so often, God's promises will do that for us and do that. It will affect our lives in such a way that uh, we will just have a, an expectation uh, that God is involved with our lives, and that brings us joy and excitement and, and expectation. Abram, remember that God promised his descendants would become uh, a great nation, and here he was. He was up in years and still waiting for his first child. But God had not forgotten Abraham. God will test our faith, too, when he gives us promises. Our faith will be tested. Uh, we will be challenged. Our expectations will be challenged. But wait on the Lord. Our expectations and God's promises will not go unfulfilled. We find that timing has a lot to do with waiting on the Lord. Uh, the psalmist writes in Psalm 31, I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Our idea of, our idea of good timing can certainly be different than God's timing. And so much of our lives are governed by the clock and the calendar or our schedule. And as I was thinking about that, we, we really, we live our lives according to the clock and calendar in many, in many ways. And then I realized even as you what age you are in life can determine uh, your schedule. When you're young, you go to school and you work, and when you're old, you hope you can retire. But we pray for God's will. Ultimately, our times are in God's hands, as the Word says. Every time uh, at this time of year, my every year at this time, uh, my wife and I remember expecting our our first child, and the due date uh, for our daughter was uh, June 21st, 1987. And uh, yesterday I was thinking about that, and I was trying to remember details, and well, what could I say about that? And 
and uh, you know your memory fades as you get older and and so I asked my wife what she remembered about that time and well she remembered everything and it's too much to talk about here certainly a couple of key points that or key memories that we remembered was that our daughter was born 10 days late some babies come early our daughter chose not to and I do have some memories of that time. My wife was getting uncomfortable as those days went by. I wondered why the doctor couldn't have been more accurate in his estimate or date. But what we never did lose sight of was that the fact that my daughter, our child, could be born at any time. We had that expectation I never looked at my wife, who was very pregnant, and said, I think she's having a baby. I expected her to have a baby. The other memory we have is on the ninth evening for dinner, we ate at Pizza Hut, and my daughter was born the next day. We have a special place in our heart for Pizza Hut uh, because because of that. And we're thankful for our healthy kids. We love our kids. We're thankful for that. And Abraham, Abram here, I think of the words of Abram, we still don't have a child. He was about 75 years of age when God revealed some of these promises to him and asked him to move by best estimates. His son Isaac was born when he was about 100. So you can see where God's timing came into play in this story. And we can see the uh, the faith and the expectation that Abram and Sarah had uh, throughout the years that God would be true uh, to his word. God is faithful to encourage us along the way, and that's exactly what he did for Abram. As Abram Abram told him that we still don't have a child, God gave him an object lesson. He took him outside and looked up at the night sky. He said, look up at the starry sky. I don't know if you've ever been over to eastern Oregon and looked up at the sky. It looks different, doesn't it? Away from the city lights, Abram would have looked at a a sky like that, uh, full of stars and bright. And God asked Abraham, or instructed Abraham, count the stars if you can. So will your descendants be. God reaffirmed his promise. We're thankful when God comes down and, and reaffirms his promises to us. Uh, what joy and confidence it, it brings to our heart. The word says that he believed in the Lord. Something stirred in his heart at that moment. Something happened in his heart. Faith was renewed or rekindled and strengthened. And it says that God counted that faith for righteousness. Something stirred 
in his heart. So often we feel that. We experience that when God talks to us, a stirring in our heart. Jesus often, or not often, but at times talked about faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, just a little bit of faith. When you feel God stirring in your heart, is it faith springing up? It may be. You know, some people say that uh, I'm on a, a journey of faith. I, I, I'm sure I will find God someplace or somewhere. I, I'm, I'm sure that will happen. Well, according to God's word, we know that there is a journey of faith and it leads us to Calvary. It leads us to the cross. It leads us to an experience of repentance. An experience of confessing our sin and a willingness to forsake our sin. It leads us to salvation. A born-again experience. Sin uh, washed out of our heart, out of our life. New desires put in. New expectations. That's what God will do for us when we feel a little bit of faith stirring in our heart. He will do a work in your heart, in your life. It's amazing how faith uh, can impact one's life. Uh, The difference uh, that it can make. Uh, The situation can be bleak and we can be depressed and not much good be happening to us at that time. But faith can give us the strength to go on. Faith in God can enable us uh, to be overcomers. We're thankful uh, for that kind of faith. Spoke a little bit about uh, God's timing. And I've, I've, I've known about that verse for quite a few years. Our, our times are in God's hands. And I've always looked at that in a, in, in a broad way. God knows when we're born and, and he convicts us of sin when we come to that point in time. And he knows when we're old and getting ready to move on. And, but it occurred to me recently that our times are in our, his hands. Even our seconds are in his hands. And I can explain that. We were driving home from church during special meetings on a Saturday night. And we were parked over here at the red light on 82nd and Woodstock heading east. And you can't look off to your left very far because there's an old building there that's built out to the edge of the sidewalk. And you have a limited vision to the, to your left there when you're facing east. The light turned green. And I never step on the gas hard anymore. I'm too old for that. I just accelerated out. Maybe two seconds, 1,001, 1,002, and we were slammed by a driver who ran a red light. He hit the car in the left front wheel, right in front of the driver's door, probably no more than 30 inches from where I was sitting. Even just half a second more, I realized... Uh, I would have been right in the line of fire there, so to speak. Our our times are in God's hands. You know, the Bible talks about time and salvation. It says today is the day of salvation. Now is the time 
uh, for salvation. God puts a, a time constraint there that we can understand in our mind. If you feel that God is calling you tonight to salvation, to be saved, think about that. Now is the time. This is the day for salvation. We know that God is faithful. Uh, He will save you when you come to him and yield your heart and your life to him. God is faithful to save. If you have other concerns in your life, other prayer requests, we heard prayer requests today in the prayer room. There's, There's a lot going on out there, and people request prayer. Come to the Lord. Now was the time for that. God is faithful. He has proved his faithfulness throughout the ages. He will be faithful to you and answer your prayer. We're going to close the meeting and sing song 571. Let's come and pray.